Hi, this is Jim Brangenberg, the host of the I Work For Him radio show. Thanks for listening to the I Work For Him podcast, where we discuss our workplace as our mission field. The live version of our show can be heard each weekday afternoon at 3 p.m. Eastern on AM 570 and 910 WTBN, locally in the Tampa Bay area, and worldwide on the web at letstalkfaith.com or iHeartRadio. Our website, iWorkForHim.com, has great resources on how you can learn about how your workplace can be your mission field. And also check out the sponsors that bring you the radio show each and every day. And while you're there on I Work For Him, click on the I Work For Him Nation flag and prayerfully consider joining the I Work For Him Nation. Join thousands around the globe praying for their coworkers and employees by name each and every day. That's IWorkForHim.com. I Work, the number four, Him.com. Remember, your workplace is your mission field, and in that mission field, you may be the only Jesus your coworkers and employees may ever meet. Thanks again for listening. I hope this broadcast will make an impact on your life so that you'll never look at your workplace the same again. Let's get to today's show. You've tuned into the fastest one hour in Christian Talk Radio. And I work for him every day. We're hard at work trying to help you and me connect what we learn on Sunday with what we do in our 9 to 5. Hey, you know, I ask myself this question all the time. How do I introduce people to Jesus? How do I get started in the conversation? Who's got the tools out there to train me how to do that? And I've done research and I scour from sea to shining sea, and I try to identify ministries that will help you and I do a better job being Christ to those people in our workplace. Because you know it. You and me may be the only Jesus our coworkers and employees ever meet. Our workplace, it's our mission field. And in that mission field, we get that opportunity to shine a light. But sometimes we need extra tools. Sometimes we need extra encouragement because it is intimidating and the pressure goes up every day. And ladies and gentlemen, as you're listening, I work for him today. Understand the pressure has only just begun in this country. And you and I need to be very much equipped and ready to go because the pressure will, the persecution is going to come. Are you ready? As members of the I Work For Him Nation, I challenge people every day to start praying for their coworkers and employees and by name each and every day. Today's the day. Make that commitment today to start doing that. And let me know. Go on to iWorkForHim.com and click on the I Work For Him Nation flag and say, Jim, I'm ready to make that commitment. I want to start making an impact in my workplace today. I picked out this verse today, Hebrews 10.25. And let us not neglect our meeting together as some people do, but encourage one another, especially now that the day of his return is drawing near. That was written 2,000 years ago. You think we're any closer? I think we are. Today's guests, we've got John Wentz. He's the ministry director for Alpha USA. You can find out more about Alpha online at alphausa.org. And a little bit later in the conversation, we're going to add Rebecca Dorn. She's the regional person for Alpha right here in Florida, Georgia, the southeastern part of the United States. John Wentz, welcome to I Work For Him. Thank you so much. I'm very honored and excited to be on the on the show with you today. You know, John, it's been years ago that I heard first about Alpha, and I'm like, I gotta hear, I gotta find out more about this. And I've I've heard little tidbits here and there, but our conversation last week, as we prep for today's show, really helped me understand. And I'm super excited that our listeners today will join in this conversation and really get to hear how Alpha can equip them uh, to can be a tool for them to introduce Christ to people in a very non-threatening manner and in a really almost a cerebral manner as they get to kind of beat through it. We'll explain that in a little bit, but before we get to that conversation on Alpha USA, let's talk about what Christ is doing in your life. How have you seen the Lord intersect in your life recently 
that indicates he's still working, things that he's getting involved in. What's he doing in your life today, John? Yeah, well, thanks for asking that, and thanks for drawing it back to the personal. Uh, it's been really exciting to, to see God at work. I've, I've got a great opportunity to work with churches all across the country from every denomination, and uh, we see, you know, and sometimes we hear a lot of bad news that the church is not growing and that, you know, Christianity is on the decline. But I think one of the most encouraging things that I've seen is that all throughout the country, and especially globally, there are definitely uh, great things happening. God is certainly not gone to sleep. He's growing the church. The church is thriving in many places, and we're excited to see that movement. And so I think just in my role with Alpha, it's given me a wonderful opportunity to see churches at their best and to see God doing some truly miraculous things. So. And it's cool. It's cool to see the Lord work in our work in our work lives and and to connect the skills that He's given us to to that that task that He's given us. But I'm interested, John, for you to dig a little deeper. We each have an intimate relationship with our heavenly Father, and and we're often noticing the Lord intersect in those intimate details of our lives. How have you seen that in your own life outside of work? What are you seeing Him do in you personally? How's He shaping you recently? Yeah, I think one area, you know, it's it's really hard to disconnect, I think, uh, life and work, because so often when you do ministry or when you are a Christ follower, everything is all wrapped up together. And uh, definitely, I think uh, the work that I'm doing with Alpha, even working in the local church or serving in the local church, volunteering uh, in the community, uh, all of those things. God shows up in in great ways. And so at a personal level, I think I've always been excited to see how whatever God calls me to do, whatever job it is or whatever ministry it is, even though it may require a different set of skills or gifts, God shows up and provides the gifts that are needed for the task that he calls you to. And in this role that I, uh, that I am serving in, I think in my own personal life, I've just been encouraged again and again that when God calls you to something, he's going to provide. And uh, so I think just at a personal level, uh, even praying for people, experiencing God uh, work, you know, through spiritual gifts in a, in a really exciting way, and being able to bless others in ways I've not had the opportunity to do, is probably one of the areas that I'm really excited to see God at work in my own life. That's what I was looking for. Something personal. I love that. Thanks so much for digging into that. You know, John, we're going to talk today all about Alpha USA, but why don't you just really quick, in 30 seconds, tell us how you first got introduced to Alpha. Yeah, well, this story goes a long time ago, back uh, to 2003. I was at a church in inner city Cincinnati, and there was a vineyard church that was running Alpha uh, in our church. And they were a church plant. They were looking to uh, move into the neighborhood and start a church. And they actually began that effort by running Alpha. And so that was my first exposure to Alpha. And so over the years, I've known about Alpha, even though I had a particular view of it and didn't really know all the inner workings of Alpha. That was my first exposure to it. John, I was amazed when I did a little research on you guys and I saw Bear Grylls' testimony about Alpha. Yeah, it's pretty amazing. That's all. No, it's awesome. <laughs> I mean, because everybody knows Bear Grylls. Okay, not maybe everybody, probably not every lady listening today, although I know a lot of them think he's cute. But I just, that his testimony, that was really cool. I really enjoyed that. Yeah, I think, it, I think it's amazing 
you know, uh, one of the things that we learn, uh, and you probably experience this all the time, uh, whenever you, you talk to uh, celebrities or people that are in the know or just really successful people, is it turns out everybody is just a person. And everybody's got a story and bears no different. So I think there's a few people in our world that think they're more than people, but I know that they're not. They all have to put their <laughs> pants on one leg at a time. All right. So you said you got introduced at Alpha when a church was starting to do a church plan and they were bringing, they brought Alpha into your church. Why don't we just start telling everybody right now, what is Alpha all about? Sure. Yeah. Well, Alpha is an opportunity to share the Christian faith in a really relaxed and comfortable way. We typically do it where we have a meal, there's a, a short uh, talk on the Christian faith, and then there's open discussion where people get an opportunity to ask any question they want, they can share their point of view, and they won't be judged or corrected or condemned. And so it's just an opportunity to be able to listen to people, invite them into conversation, and in the process, not only uh, share uh, the message of Christ, but show the message of Christ. All right, so you start them off with a meal, so you soften everybody up. That's good. Everybody does that. That's just the Christian way we do things. That's called fellowship. All right, so then, then you, you present truth to them. And this is something that I love, that you present truth to them, but then you do something that very few organizations would dare do. You allow people to ask any question and share any opinion, and you don't correct them with, a, with the leader's position. You just bring them back the next week to present more truth. Explain what the mindset is behind that, because to me, that's kind of scary. Yeah, absolutely. It can be scary for a lot of people. Um, but what we find, even when you look through the New Testament, Jesus often responded to people with questions. And he was a yeah, fantastic he was awesome listener. At it. Right? Yeah, he was awesome and, at it. Yeah, and so people are just so hungry for an opportunity to have spiritual conversations in a way that's not weird. And they want to be able to share their point of view. They want to be able to wrestle through things. And you often experience this in the context, in the context of a friendship. And that's really the purpose of the meal, is just to genuinely develop a friendship. And regardless if a person ever comes back to Alpha, you've developed a relationship with somebody. And that's what Jesus did at every turn. And so the reason we do not answer questions is because we want to hear from people. We genuinely want to understand why they believe what they say they believe and give them a space to wrestle through their faith. So that's it. You're actually letting them wrestle through things. So you're allowing the Holy Spirit to do the work. I mean, that's Bingo. really what you're saying. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, that's, that's a really different approach. And when we talked about it last week, I'm like, really? Oh, my. Because I know in the feedback that I had gotten on Alpha that that freaked out some of the Christian people that were in the Alpha group that they were going to deepen their faith and learn more. That kind of freaked them out a little bit because they're like, well, what if those other people convince the other people in the class who aren't secure in their faith to, to learn the wrong things or challenge them the wrong way? But that's not, your, that's not a concern of yours because you're presenting truth at the beginning of every, every lesson, right? Yeah, each week. Every week there's an incredible message that's shared. And so we know that each week we, we get an opportunity to talk, but it's really not fair to a friendship or a, a, a relationship that's developing if it's only a one-sided conversation. And, you know, just imagine a dinner party. You invite your neighbors over. You invite your friends over. You really want to just have a great party for everybody who's there. And when everybody comes over to your house, if only one person did all the talking, um, it could be 
perceived as kind of a rude party, not a welcoming <laughs> party. You know, but when your neighbors come over and you say, no, no, just, you know, uh, we want you to talk, share, you know, and, and everybody has a great time. That's really the atmosphere that we're looking for in a great alpha experience where anybody can come. Everybody's welcome, regardless of their background, lifestyle, or belief. You know, this is a place where you can invite anybody to come. And that's the kind of thing, because inviting people to church the first time can be really freaky, especially if somebody's never been in church. And I try to walk into our church and and look at it like, if I had never been in church before, how would this make me feel? And most of the time I think, I think I'd run out because it's it's weird. (laughs) You know, when you, I mean, literally you got people raising their hands, you get people singing and you got, it's, it's just so different. And if people have never been in church, it's going to kind of rock their world a little bit. Hey, I want to bring into our conversation Rebecca Dorn. She's the regional director in charge of the Southeast for Alpha USA. And, Rebecca, I want to join, have you join in the conversation. Welcome to I Work For Him. Hi, Jim. Thank you for having me. Now, Rebecca, because I do this to every guest as they come on, why don't mm-hmm. you just share a little bit about how you've seen the Lord work in those intimate details in your life as you've taken over this role for AlphaUSA.org here in the Southeast? Well, I would have to say that that being in this role has greatly strengthened and encouraged my personal faith through personal experiences, but also from talking with the great people that are running Alpha that get so excited that they will call us and and keep us abreast of what's going on with their guests and even with their leaders while they're having Alpha courses. So I'm surrounded by a, a constant crowd of contemporary witnesses. So... Personally, my faith just catapults every time I hear that. And even when um, somebody calls um, for encouragement or they're discouraged about how things might be going, um, you know, maybe it's taken off slow and it builds slowly, which is not uncommon, but it's a great journey anyway, and they love to hear that kind of encouragement and pray with them. And a lot of our pastors call just because they do want somebody to stand with them in prayer over the ministry Sure. And it's just such a great privilege to be a part of that. And how did you get introduced to Alpha? Well, it, it's a kind of a funny story, but the short of it is that I was asked by a trusted friend to join a small group as a helper um, some 14 years ago. I didn't know what Alpha was, but I, I trusted them. I joined, and in the subsequent Alpha, I was a leader on that group. And that family that was leading Alpha, they, they left the community, and um, so... Alpha stopped. It ceased to exist at our church, and so for 10 years I prayed for it. And when our our commitment cards came around annually, I would write at the bottom under the the blank next to other, I would say, Alpha, if you do Alpha, I'll participate. And then in year 10, it did come back. It was on the card, and I signed up, and I ended up being the administrator and the leader of our course. And um, I was so excited about Alpha, I somehow connected with the regional director in my area, who was hosting an event, and I collected names of pastors and church leaders in my local community, and I was reaching out to them. Found they just had to come to this event. They just had to. Alpha was so great. And they were contacting Alpha and saying that they had opted out of electronic mail because this was 14 years ago, and that wasn't always the preferred way of receiving a correspondence. Sure. And Alpha was contacting the regional director saying, who's emailing these people? So... <laughs> She invited me to a corporate event at our headquarters in Chicago and um, while, while we were there, because I, I had no idea that Alpha was a thing. I didn't know Alpha was this national and global ministry 
um, I was still under the common misconception that Alpha was another curriculum, and I thought people need to know about this. So I was invited to this meeting. I was deeply humbled to see how much so few people were doing to make this happen in our in our nation. And um, while I was there, they were creating the role that I sit in now and that was invited to apply and became the first person on staff in this role with Alpha um, going on four years. Well, welcome to Alpha USA. John, talk to me about this. This first started in the U.K., right? Yeah, it was uh, in downtown London in the Museum District, actually, in an Anglican church, a uh, very small church uh, that was yeah, just struggling along and being a very faithful church. But, uh, you know, as, as people gathered there, uh, they had developed this discipleship curriculum, and they called it Alpha, which means the beginning, and they just began to do it. And so they were a really strong theologically-centered uh, church, but they just weren't growing, and they, they weren't experiencing a lot of new people coming in through the doors. And so what they decided to do was they decided to try uh, this alpha approach with folks outside of the church, and they started having a meal. They realized, you know, people just wouldn't listen to them, uh, but they would be interested in coming in and developing some relationships. So they added a meal, and then during that discussion time, they opened up the small group time so that they just listened. And they gave people an opportunity to share their point of view, and it really began to blossom uh, after that. So that's, well, that's really awesome. the, beginning, the beginning stages of Alpha 25 years ago. What does it take to live a life of adventure? The truth is, the first step is always the hardest. That's the one that takes the most courage. But I've learned not to run from that fear and just do it. My Christian faith can be a little up and down, like any relationship. It has struggles and it has doubts. But it's so often brought light to a dark path, warmth to a cold mountain, and strength to a failing body. I remember crawling onto the summit of Everest and clearing the snow from my mask to see the curvature of the earth at the edges. But finding a simple faith that empowers my life, to me, that's been my greatest adventure. Got questions about life? Try Alpha. I mean, wow, what a powerful video. Welcome back to I Work For Him. That was Bear Grylls at the amazing worldwide adventure. You've seen Bear do everything. He's like MacGyver, but for real. As we get back to the conversation with John Wentz, I know it's a little out of the box having Bear Grylls on my show, but I thought it was kind of fun. We got John Wentz and Rebecca Dorn with us from Alpha. Welcome back, guys. Thank you so Hello. much. See, I thought that'd be a little surprise. I'd throw Bear on to just help you make, I mean, how, how great is it to get an endorsement from a guy who has seen the earth from all of its ugliest spots and from all of its coolest spots and to make it as simple as, listen, my Christian faith, it's up and down at times, as you can, as it would in any relationship, but Alpha made, it helped me get grounded in my faith. And, and that's cool. So let's just review for people that are just tuning in, John and Rebecca, how people 
what, what the Alpha experience is all about. Rebecca, why don't you give us a female perspective? we got John's perspective, but talk about an Alpha meeting and how this is a great tool for us to introduce our pre-Christian friends to Christ. Well, Alpha is about relationships, and I think what people find most appealing when they come in um, to an Alpha, knowing that it is a Christian course, is just the, the sincerity of the leaders and those who are running Alpha. You know, we, we do train our leaders to just relax and be very transparent, very sincere, very genuine, um, and I think our guests sense that. And so they know from the beginning that, that we're there for them, and we like to engage in a conversation that shows them that we're interested in who they are today. And, and I think they do respond to that, and they appreciate that. And from a female perspective, um, it is a safe environment. Our small groups um, have trained leaders running in them, and there are just maybe six to eight people as a guest in the small group with two or three leaders. So there's, there's safety in numbers, as some say, going into an environment that might be unfamiliar to you in the beginning, um, but it's manageable. So, John, how do you get, how does Alpha, and working with the local churches, how do they get people interested in the course? What are some of the ways they get people to come through those doors? Because it, I think for some it, pre-Christians, they are, they are really worried about the lightning effect by going into a church. Do you know what I'm mm-hmm. talking about, John? Oh, yeah, I was that person. So for the first 19 years of my life, uh, I, you know, I was very skeptical uh, really didn't want to be connected with organized religion. So I completely understand that. And I think one of the, one of the ways that we just see, you know, and this is, this is true all over the country, the best way that somebody will arrive or, uh, you know, show up at an alpha is just through personal invitation. You know, when we spend time with somebody and really get to know them, you know, the invitation to do something like this is really easy. You just you say to somebody, hey, I'd love to get to know you more. I'd love to be able to have some conversations around spiritual things. I know that's not always easy to do, but would you consider just coming once or maybe twice to this thing called Alpha? It'd be a great opportunity to come and get a meal, sit down, and I'd love to hear what you believe. I'd love to share, you know, a little bit about the Christian faith. And it's really just a simple way to invite somebody to come and experience really life-changing community. And that's really what Jesus did. Jesus didn't pound people. He introduced people to relationship. He, 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 that's the wrong word, but he welcomed them into relationship. He goes, hey, listen, I'm here. I'm not going to judge you. I'm going to just, I'm going to love you right where you're at. I'm going to get to know you. And then I'm just going to call you out of your sin. But I'm going to let the Lord work in your life while I'm here. And he, he was all about relationships and he didn't condemn people he, he, and he just, he just called them out of their sinful lives after he got a chance to know them. And that's what Alpha's doing in, in bringing people just the opportunity to hear a, a truth of Scripture and then to be able to discuss their ideas in a non-threatening environment is really a unique thing. There's not a lot of other organizations out there that are, that are willing to, to, uh, to be that brave. John, how many people have been touched by Alpha worldwide since it came into fruition? Well, you know, it's, it's been quite amazing. We're not 100% sure because uh, Alpha is actually, uh, it's, it's done all over the world. It's in 169 countries uh, at our best count. Uh, it's been translated into over 112 different languages. 
And to our, our best knowledge, uh, we count somewhere right now anywhere between 29 and 30 million people globally uh, who've tried Alpha in the last in the last years. So that's an amazing impact. So you know, let's talk about the impact in the USA right now. And again, we're talking with John Wentz and Rebecca Dorn from Alpha USA. You can find out more about Alpha and how you can get an Alpha group started in your church online at alphausa.org. Because that's really the conversation I want to have with the audience that we've got listening today, guys. I really want them to know how can they get this in their church and how can they become a trained leader so that they can run these groups. Because isn't it true, Rebecca, you guys aren't just doing these in churches. you got these. These are happening in other kinds of buildings, right? I mean, this isn't just a in a church box building kind of thing. Uh, That's absolutely right. Alphas are being held in middle schools, high schools, libraries, YMCAs, workplaces, homes, coffee shops, theaters, it's just, you know, whatever, wherever your imagination leads, where you can gather a group of people together. I have uh, an alpha course running in an airport. Really? Cool. I is do. That, is that with people flying out or people working there? These are for the people working. It's what they call banks when there are no flights and it's really quiet and they can, they can have an alpha for as many employees as, as can make it in there. Wow, that's pretty cool. So, John, your role as the National Ministry Director, what is it, what is it that you are responsible for doing here in the United States? So what I get an opportunity to do is work with churches all across the U.S. We've, we've got a pretty amazing uh, group of uh, key church leaders all around the country that are running Alpha and are sharing Alpha with other churches. And uh, so what we try to do is just make as many alpha experiences available uh, to the U.S. population, and we want to do so through the local church. And so empowering the local church to be able to do this and empowering just regular lay people is really the sweet spot for alpha. And so that's what we get a chance to do is just train, uh, get the awareness out around this incredible approach to evangelism, uh, sharing uh, faith. So uh, that's what we do, work with all churches, every size, denomination, and makeup. Well, and that's really what I work for him is all about, is that purposely equipping Christ followers in a workplace to be vibrantly effective in bringing their faith. And Alpha seems like one of those tools that may fit some people out there that they do they need to go through a course first before they can teach it? Is that part of the, the training regimen? You know, I don't know that we have to be that prescriptive, because I think one of the best ways you learn how to do something is just to jump in and do it. And I think we've, we've got enough tools that are available. Everything's free, by the way, for Alpha. You go on our website, you can download everything for free. It's one of the ways that we just want to uh, equip people to be able to share their faith. So whatever context you're doing it in, whether it be a workplace, uh, you know, your home, a bar, your church, wherever, you've got all the resources available. And we've got great training resources on there to get you up and started. And uh, if you want to just get started. Uh, there's there's always ways that you can improve, but there's got to be a sense of urgency around reaching out to people and inviting them to come and explore faith. So that's why I mean, we make everything for free. Guys, we got a lot of people that tune in after the bottom of the half hour that are just getting off works, so that they work for government organizations, medical organizations, they're, they're teachers, they're firefighters. Let's just reintroduce what Alpha is all about, John. Yeah, Alpha is a fantastic way for you to be able to provide an environment for your friends, your family, coworkers to be able to explore the Christian faith 
over a meal uh, and have great hospitality. And, you know, it's a way for you to share your faith in a really relaxed way. So uh, very simple to do. Anybody can do it. And uh, churches all over the uh, U.S. and all over the globe are running Alpha uh, with regular people just like you and me. And what's incredible, you mentioned those numbers. Uh, Alpha's right now in 169 countries, as best as you can tell, translated into 112 languages, languages, which that means, you know, that's a small percentage of languages, but probably representing a very large part of the, the world. But reaching 29 to 30 million people. Rebecca, would you in, uh, just let us know, what does a typical Alpha meeting look like? Well, your guests are going to come in and be greeted with some very genuine, sincere hospitality, and we'll have a place setting ready for them so that they can sit down and have a meal or an hors d'oeuvre, or in some settings, it's a coffee and a dessert, depending on the time of day and the resources available at the venue. Um, They're going to visit with one another. They're just going to talk about their days and catch up and, and learn who they are as an individual. And then their leader is going to introduce them to the talk. Um, if it's the first night, the talk is going to be about, is this all, is there more to life than this? If it's the second week, the talk is going to be, who is Jesus? If it's the third week, it's going to be, um, why did Jesus die? And so forth. Um, then they are going to leave the talk and go into a small group environment where the leader is going to facilitate a conversation. They're not going to preach or teach. They're going to let the guests have a conversation about the material that they just heard and make sure that everybody who wants a turn to talk gets a chance to talk and be respected in what they say, feel, and their experiences. And um, those who don't want to talk can just listen. There's no pressure. And then we end on time. It's prompt for those who need to hit the road. Um, they have children in child care, so it's a very reliable um, schedule and halfway through the course, there is an opportunity to spend a Saturday or a weekend away together to discuss who is the Holy Spirit and um, and have some more fellowship, some fun, some more relaxing time together to get to know each other. I think the biggest part of what you just said is they're having a discussion, not a debate, and and you're allowing people to just talk through what they learned, what they didn't like or what they didn't understand or what, what, what graded against them because of how they've been raised. And they get to have a chance to have a conversation mm-hmm. and not an attack to tell them how wrong they are. But you present truth and you allow them to discuss it in a, in a relationship-friendly environment. I mean, it's just powerful. John, this tool, Alpha, it, it, how many times is this uh, being brought into workplaces? You know, churches is great. But there's a lot of people that just won't go to church because of their feelings towards, as you said earlier, organized religion and the lightning effect. They're worried they're going to get struck by lightning if they walk through the door. Although younger people today, they don't even understand the lightning effect because they don't even understand the concept of sin. So can this be done in the workplace? Absolutely. I mean, I think uh, part of the challenge for the American church in the next decade is for the church to realize that people aren't just going to automatically show up. And if the church doesn't move out and go to the people, then we're going to have a lot of empty buildings and uh, the church is going to face a real crisis. And in some places it is. But for those churches uh, and for the folks that are in churches and, and following Christ that feel, com- you know, just the, the compelling urgency of Christ, that they've got to go and reach their neighbors, 
they're, they're beginning to do alpha in all kinds of environments, the workplace, uh, the prisons, uh, every context that you can imagine. And so, you know, the, the great call is for us to be missionaries to our local community. And uh, this is just a simple, easy, accessible way to be able to do that in the workplace over a lunch break. You know, maybe it's an hour long and just a simple way to have those conversations. So it's all free. It's all available on lcusa.org, and it's a great way to be able to do that in the workplace. And I love the fact you just mentioned free because there's so many things out there that aren't free that are phenomenal ministry materials, and this is unbelievable. If you want to find out more about how you can start an alpha group in your local community, in your local church community, or your local business community, or your local neighborhood, go online to alphausa.org. That's alphausa.org. And find out how you can get these materials and find out what you can do. So with these meetings, uh, there could be a potential for people just to come to cause trouble. Does that ever happen? Uh, Do people ever come just to cause trouble? Absolutely. And we love it when that happens because, uh, you know, when folks <laughs> wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. Okay. What you just said now freaks me out. Okay. So you love it when people come just to be a rabble rouser in the conversation. I think Jesus loves when his children, you know, are able to come in and experience his love through his followers. Uh, sometimes we experience the real raw brokenness of humanity in people's lives. And many people are so lonely and they're so broken and they have no place to go where they can have spiritual, deep conversations with people who will listen to them. And sometimes they come and they appear to be troublemakers. But man, I tell you, one of my favorite stories, a friend of mine named Victoria, she showed up and the first three weeks of Alpha, she could, she was so irritated. She couldn't even sit at our uh, table uh, during the discussion time. She had her arms crossed. She was, you know, used a lot of foul language, said we were, you know, full of all kinds of things. And <laughs> every week she was so crude about it. And every week we just listened and we said, well, tell us what you think. You know, why do you think that? You know, I understand that, you know, these are things you don't agree with, but why don't you you articulate what you believe? And every week she continued to come back. And on our weekend away experience, it was so beautiful. We were were going through the the teaching, having a time of discussion, and we had an opportunity to pray and to to offer to pray, which we only do a few times uh, on the Alpha course. And we offered to pray for her, and she said, no, wasn't interested. She, she left, and then later that evening, she came back into the room, and she said, you know what? I have tried to make all of you not like me. I have been foul. I've, I've told you in the crudest of ways, you know, I think you guys are full of it, and you continue to accept me. I, I'm not there intellectually, but I need this kind of community. I need this kind of love. And we offered to pray for her, and we said, how can we pray for you? And she said, you know, my husband and I have been trying to have a child, and we can't pray that we'd have a child. So we prayed for her, and then a couple weeks later, she came running up, and she said, you're never going to believe what's happened. I'm pregnant. And then, you know, a few weeks later, they did a sonogram. She's pregnant with twins. And so Victoria, you know, has had this life-changing encounter, and not because her head was reached first, but because her heart was reached, and she was welcomed and loved regardless of how big of a troublemaker she was. And we hear stories like that by the thousand, because when we just love people and create a place where they're welcome, you'd be amazed at how the Holy Spirit can work and draw people to himself. That's a hard story to even follow up a question with because it is 
that's exactly what the church is supposed to be. I mean, people should be saying that about the church all the time, that you guys, regardless of how I treated you, you just love me right where I was at, because that's what Jesus demonstrated time and time and time again. He, he, I mean, the Pharisees are ripping into him, yet some Pharisees became Christ followers. You know, he, he had people coming at him all the time, and he just loved them right where they're at. And what a great example. That's so cool. Rebecca, now you've been involved, you said, as a leader, the last, as, a, as a regional director for the last four years. What kind of stories do you have here from the Southeast? Well, in the Southeast, Florida is a relatively new state for me, and I'm just getting to know our users in the area. Um, but I would say the, the one thing that I hear the most is the excitement of a course that's taking off. Uh, a lot of courses will plan for about 25 people because you have to plan a budget. Well, how do you do that if you don't know who's, who's coming? And if you plan for 25 and it's less, then, then, then you, you've planned ahead, and if you get more, it's easier to add to it. Um, and they end up with 85 or 100 people. And that's just, um, you know, something that, that they didn't plan for. The Lord always provides, but that blows their mind, and their excitement is off the charts when they have the day or weekend away and have stories like the one that John just shared with us about the person who was so resistant coming to faith on the weekend away and comes back to serve on subsequent alphas, which is what we want our guests to do. We want to raise up leaders in the church, and it's a great training ground when they come back and they serve on subsequent alphas. So we hear that all the time, and that excitement is just almost more than our users can bear sometimes, and they can't wait to share it with us, and we share it with each other and encourage each other with it. The ministry, it just goes full circle. We want to minister to them, and they end up ministering to us. And it's, um, you know, we tell people to run Alpha even if you only have one guest. Sometimes that's how it starts. That's right. And we ask them to to commit to at least three years, if not five, because it is a cumulative process. John, as we come to the close, both you and Rebecca have mentioned this weekend away experience. Talk to me about that. Is that part of the Alpha experience? Yeah, one of the things that uh, we find increasingly uh, just everywhere is that people are really hungry for relationships. And as as we do a weekend away experience, it's an opportunity for people to get out of their regular rhythm and slow down a bit, develop some relationships. Uh, it usually happens uh, later on in the, in the alpha experience. So uh, people have some trust built up. And uh, we do a couple teachings during that time. Uh, some churches, you know, during... Uh, their weekend away or their day away experience or, or folks that are doing that. Uh, we, use, we use the talks, who is the Holy Spirit? What does he do? How can I be filled with the Holy Spirit? And really talks about how we can experience God for ourselves. And that, you know, if we invite God, he comes into our life and, and he does the miraculous. And so we've got all kinds of stories of, of folks that, you know, uh, have been incredibly skeptical uh, atheist, you know, just uh, any background you can imagine, they come and they, they are open to God uh, and just open to having the conversation. And when we, when we pray for Him, God shows up and does amazing things. He heals people. Uh, m- miracles are taking place. And, you know, that's uh, just the, the amazingness of God that we get to witness uh, very simply in a very, it's not an emotionalized experience. It's just a very simple, easy thing that anybody can do. Who is the perfect leader to lead an alpha group? 
You know, we always say, imagine that you imagine your best non-Christian friend. You know, maybe the person who's not willing to go to church. They're they're really skeptical. Uh, if they were going to take a spiritual risk and explore faith over a meal and sit in somebody's group, who would you want to facilitate that conversation in a loving and gentle way? Uh, so we look for people who have a gift of hospitality. Uh, an, an encouragement gift, people who are really good at listening. Uh, we're not necessarily looking for the best teachers, you know, uh, who can teach and who want to preach and evangelize folks. We're really looking for the person who can just host a party and make people feel welcome. And when we do that, if they are faithful in prayer to pray, you know, every day for these folks that are coming, we know that God's going to show up and do miraculous things, and people are going to come to know Christ. That is so cool. Now, Rebecca, I know that we're running out of time, but I just, there's groups going on that you probably don't know about, but do you know of some groups that are going on here in Tampa Bay? I do. We are about mid-season in the fall course, and we do have a vibrant Alpha Church, um, the House of God in Tampa. Okay. And then we have some um, outline areas in Lutz, Tim's Church. Yeah, that'd be Lutz. Yep, yep. Lutz, I'm That's right, that's right. And how about St. Andrew's Presbyterian and Dineen? I got to say goodbye. Thanks so much to John Wentz and Rebecca Dorn from Alpha USA. You guys were awesome. We'll have to do this again one day. But thank you very much. Thank you for having us, John. Thank you. God bless you guys. Listen, you've been hearing all about alphausa.org. Check it out. Maybe this is something you could start tomorrow. alphausa.org. You've been listening to I Work Rim with your host, Jim Brangenberg. I'm a Christ follower, and I own my own business, but ultimately, I work for him.